Hello and welcome back to the Energizing Life podcast with AKR Fitness. I'm Jason. I've got Mike here. Hello. How are we doing? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Excited for today's today's episode. If you listened into the last episode that we did, we spoke about living life on purpose, with an intention and by priority. Today we've got a special guest and another member, Stan. What's most important to you? Athletics is important to me. It's my life uh, and I'm a sprinter with Aberdeen Athletic Club and I've competed all over this country and in Europe. Yeah, so welcome, Stan. Great to, <laughs> great to have you with us. Um, so you came, you first joined AKR April 2019. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Uh, just give us a little background. How did AKR get on your radar and what, um, you know, what triggered that, that interest? AKR came under my radar thanks to Jace. Jace had been uh, training at the Sports Village um, and he joined our group and he basically planted a, a few seeds as in how to improve my long-term performance. And in 2019, it was a big birthday for me. I was, I turned 50 and I was essentially looking to improve my performance to, to a, a quite a high level again. Mm. So, um, yeah, Jay, for the for the listener, Jace, Jace has dabbled in a bit of sprinting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can say dabbled. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> very much dabbled. Um, sorry, but you finished. No, yeah, good. Um, you looked a bit. You that, looked that was like my sprinting career. <laughs> right. You looked a bit lonely when he was training at the track. So we asked him to join us. <laughs> and, and when you said he planted some seeds, um, was he specifically mentioning strength training to you? Or? Not, not to start with. Uh, we trained three nights a week in, in our sprinting at the sports village, and on a Thursday night we were dabbling in uh, little bits of plyometrics and stuff like that and Jace came up with uh, some good ideas on how to uh, improve our, our, our small group and it kind of went on from it's there. Spiraled from there. Yeah. So so at, at that time, so you were, you, were, you were 49, you've been sprinting your whole life? Pretty much, yeah. I, off and on, yeah. I started thanks to my PE teacher at secondary school. At 15 year old, I uh, did really well in, in the school sports, and she suggested that I, I, I immediately join an athletic club mm. and try and take things from there. She, she obviously saw something. Yeah. And what was it about sprinting for you? Speed. I, lo I, I love to run fast. It, it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel great. Yeah. And, and what's different about running fast than say hopping on a motorbike or a or a bicycle or a car <laughs> you know if it's about the speed like because, you're, because you're doing all, you're doing everything yourself yeah. when you jump on a bike the performance is there your, your feet or whatever and I, I like to, to to move fast yeah I actually thought you were about to ask what's the difference between running fast and running slow <laughs> speed speed <laughs> probably more too actually as a standard yeah, yeah. um so spring for you is it is it the feeling then is that is that essentially it just the feeling it's of a feeling past? i although i'm essentially a nervous character i i am shy i'm a deep down i like to win i don't like to lose so it's all about getting that performance correct on the mm. day when it comes to the championships and stuff like that mm. even small races i don't like to lose even training even training <laughs> So yeah, so I'm just trying to get to the the sort of the 
the thing that drives you. So essentially, you love the feeling of running fast. Yeah. You're also a competitive person. Yeah. So there's an opportunity to compete and to win. And it sounds like there's a little bit there. You've, you mentioned, I think, a couple of times of getting the performance right. Is there a bit there about like tweaking and optimizing and something there, seeing the improvements? Absolutely. And, and sprinting is different from middle distance running. There's a lot of technical parts to it that, that get put together when you're running over 100, 200. It's not distance running. You can just rock up and do your 800. There, obviously, there's training involved to it, but there's a lot more technical stuff involved to the sprinting side of things. Mm -hmm. You've got okay. your starting blocks. You've got your what we call a fast phase, first 20 meters, and then hit top end speed at the far end of the race. Yeah. So, so I guess to the the casual observer, it's just running a straight line for, <laughs> for for 15, 20 seconds, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But for you, there's like the different segments of the race. There's the start, there's the technique, there's all the different yeah. bits to it. Yeah. And is that something that you enjoy sort of tinkering with and working on and optimizing? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I can see, you can see him just, just yeah. a wee <laughs> smile coming through there. So there's, so we've got the, the love of going fast, the love of competing and the love of, let's call it optimizing maybe, there's yeah. a bit in there. Yeah, yeah. But winning is the, the ultimate part of it. Winning's the key bit. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that then. What's so important about winning? How does it feel? It f well, when you do win, it feels fantastic. Yeah, championships, even small races are, it's a great feeling to win. And you, you, you know that you, the training and the hard work that you've put in is going towards that mm -hmm. final objective, if you like. Mm -hmm. and, and where do you think that need to win comes from for you? It's hard to say. I think when you start competing and you're crossing that line first, you're, you're looking about for other people and you've won. It's a, it's, it's just fantastic. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm just curious to see what, what drives that. Do you know what was interesting? I watched uh, the other night this Netflix documentary called Untold. Um, it's a series called Untold. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was talking about the tennis player um, Marty Fish. Oh, yeah. Um, don't know, have you seen that? I haven't seen the documentary. Bizarre documentaries. So, so this guy's like really, like he, he was he was in like high level training camps. He he grew up training with Andy Roddick, uh, Roddick, and they were they were like brothers basically. Yeah. Lived trained together, but Roddick went on like to a really high level, and and for a while, Fish was a pro, but he was kind of like surfer dude, a bit more relaxed, not taking it super seriously. Starting to get left behind. Yeah, and in the documentary, he said he was 28 and he got to this moment where he realised if he wanted to have these elite level experiences, he had to take a look at himself and, you know, and change his training and things. And so he turned into a fitness fanatic, like totally dedicated himself to it all. Um, and it goes to this section where, where Andy Roddick said, you can usually tell someone like has this sort of, killer instinct uh -huh. or not yeah. and only one person his whole life has almost flipped a switch and it was it was Marty Fish and it the way it came through in the documentary was like once he put in all this mammoth effort in order to fight and scrap to be the best then that competitive spirit was like awoken yeah. uh -huh. Do you know like when yeah, you've worked yeah, yeah. so hard at it yeah. um, and obviously I'm looking through this lens because I just watched the documentary but the way you're talking about that with working so hard in training, that feeling of then winning, uh -huh. do you think that makes 
the more work you put in, the, the more important winning is to you. Absolutely. When it comes to sprinting, why, why would you put in the work to not win? It's all about winning and it's all about trying to be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. And how much, is, how much is the winning against the clock and how much is the winning actually beating other people on the, on the track? It's, as you get older, it's always against the clock. Um, when, you st- when I started off in probably, what was it, 1986, 87, it was casual to start with. Um, there was a certain amount of natural ability there. But as I got older and the times were getting quicker, it, you, you, at that age you do look at performance, but there's also pressure as well when it comes to having to be the best all the time or wanting to be the best all the time. And when you watch the Olympics back in those days, you heard people like Carl Lewis and Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson was my idol when he was a youngster, and I just wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. Yeah. And so I don't know where to go next because I want to touch on 35 years-ish. Mm-hmm. Would that be about right? Approximately, yeah. Have you, been, have you been sprinting that, that whole time? I kind of went off the scene in my early 20s when I got married uh, just because it got harder. It, it does get harder when you're... Well, you, married, John. You know, well, both, yeah. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Life. Work, work kind of took over as well and I, I kind of drifted away a little bit and then I came back in in my mid-30s and found out there was a master scene. So I then thought, okay, maybe I can have a bash at this and see where it takes me. And it took me from mid-30s to 37 to get back to a level that was acceptable again and, and worked on from there. Acceptable. Acceptable, yeah. To to who? To me. Yeah. So feeling like you're competing again, I guess. Yeah. 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 And so was that roughly ten years out you had? About that, yeah. Um in that so it it sounds like well, I, I wanna touch on what took you away a little bit, because you mentioned pressure. Yeah. Was that part of what took you away or was it necessarily like the change in life circumstances? Pressure was definitely a part of what took me away. Um in nineteen eighty eight I went to the Scottish Champs as favourite and in the semi-final my blocks slipped uh, at the start in the semi-final and kind of shattered my confidence a little bit. I finished fourth and when I, before I went to the Champs there was this big spread in the paper like Walker likely favourite for the Scottish title and all this and I felt like I let everyone down and that was the start of a down, downward spiral. Mm-hmm. I was still around for a couple of years after that, but not not to the same level. I just kind of tinkered around with it and and then drifted slowly away. And, and what do you think changed in that moment for you? I didn't win, and I felt, as I said, I felt like everyone, I let everyone down, especially my coach. Uh, I've had the same coach for that thirty-five year period, which is really unusual for for sprinters. People tend to to move on, trying, but or you're trying to better yourself, so you look for better coaches. But I've kind of stuck with the same one right through. But but so in that in that moment, right, there's a there's a failure of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't win. You feel like you've let everybody down. But that day, the next day, the next week, physically, you're still as good a sprinter as you were. You're still the same sprinter. So, but mentally, you're you're shattered and to an extent because. Mm-hmm. 
although you don't expect these things to happen, they, they do happen. And it doesn't just happen to me, it happens to other people as well. But the feeling of not, of being, the expectancy of, you know, what, carrying the weight, carrying the weight on, your on, shoulders. on your shoulders, yeah. Um, I just couldn't cope with it. And, so. and so how did that sort of, how did that show up though? Like that feeling of not being able to cope, does that mean that you, you no longer had the motivation to put in the training or you, you just, heart wasn't the, there? Or, what, can what I have a little changed? bit of both? The motivation wasn't there because I'd worked so hard to go to that champs and, and didn't win. Um, and I just felt like a, what's the point? Mm. Uh, even though the even though the reason you didn't win was outside of you, yeah, right. But, but it was maybe that made it worse, did it? At that time, I'd, I'd gone through the whole season. Not I'm not just going to say unbeaten, but I'd kind of gotten to the finals, and the expectancy was there, and it just had just gone. Uh, I did, as I say, I doubled it again for a couple of years after that, but not to the same. Couldn't get myself, couldn't mentally back to the same level. It was always the something's going to go wrong right so there's there's like that a bit of like fear doubt self -doubt, anxiety. Yeah, self -doubt, Se self -doubt yeah. yeah whereas before you were winning 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 you were untouchable here I am and then once you had that setback that that sort of sense of of doubt yeah. and anxiety yeah. grew yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then you went to add in yeah I think for I mean I haven't done a lot of sprinting races but even the ones I did do if the blocks weren't set right or something did move, you almost felt like you, you couldn't even, you would tell people and be like, oh, it's because, but nobody would buy it. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah, you've just you've just lost it. Mm. So it doesn't matter, even, even if you did explain, oh, my blocks moved, it threw me off. I, I didn't get it. Sprinters know, so Jace, yeah. it's all about that technical exactly. aspects to the race. Yeah. If your blocks is not right, if your first 20 metres is not right, you know yourself, your yeah. race is gone. Eh? Sprinters get it, but for the general crowd there, they, they just didn't get a bad race or yeah. you're just not you're not living up to the hype so it's it's, it's even worse because you can't actually explain to them yeah. what happened I know, I know. so that pressure builds even more mm -hmm. which is quite it's quite a bad feeling especially when there's expectancies there as well yeah 100% mm -hmm. and so so you kind of the sprint career kind of peters out a little bit petered out for a couple of years yeah about that 10 year sort of period yeah. and then so you get married, your work picks up, and it, I guess it's just forgotten about for a while, is it? It's forgotten about. They did sort of go down and join the group for a couple of months at a time, but not not to, to get back to the same level. It was just a little bit of enjoyment and mm -hmm. catch up with guys and that sort of thing. And, and, and so in terms of, like, exercise, fitness stuff, was that all you were doing? Was, like, the odd spurt going down the athletics yeah. track? Yeah, And outside of that, just... Just nothing? Nothing at all, no. I, I, I'm a joiner to trade, specialise in fitting windows, so it was quite a high... Active. Active job, so yeah. I felt this, I was get, keeping myself reasonably yeah. active through my life. Yeah. So, what do you think caused those moments where you think, actually, I'm going to go down the track and train with the guys, and, and then, at the same time, what made you stop again? There's always the interest in athletics. It doesn't just go away. Just yeah. nodding his head there, he knows how it feels. You just you go down, you catch up with guys, you, you, you do a couple of sessions, and you think, okay, yeah, it feels good, but can I go back to racing again? 
nah, I'm too busy at work and something comes up, and wife at home and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Different priorities. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny, it's interesting because in the last episode we're talking about how um, your, uh, your life demonstrates what's most important to you. Mm-hmm. And even in that, that period where you've given up sprinting, it's still eating away at you a little yeah. bit, but it yeah. sounds like you're yeah. still like, oh, I'll go in, I'll, I'll, I'll dip a toe in again. Yeah, and, oh, and I can't, I can't. When you get things, every, like Olympics and world champs, and you think, okay, interest's Reignite. back again, and it just lights a fire, and yeah, but it's not quite the fire you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it drifts away. Uh, but if you want to move on to how I got back into it. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> set me back into athletics and I thought okay what can I do to sort of fill my time in the evenings instead of sitting at home I went back to the track first place I headed to and uh, started that fire burning again basically mm. at the grand old age of 35 and, and most people's athletics careers are over essentially yeah so curious one you, I guess you must have felt like you've You've missed your boat, sort of thing. Your, Absolutely, your, your time's 100%, gone. Hundred percent, yeah. And so, thirty-five divorce. You're like, okay, I need an outlet. You go back to the track. Is there anything different, like immediately, or is it just that you're going more consistent now, or, or what happens then? There's nothing immediately different. No, I just sort of started working on sessions. Found out, okay, I'm still still got it. reasonably fast. <laughs> yeah, still reasonably fast. And the sessions were plodding along nicely. And my coach, Trevor, who had said, uh, what do you think about this master scene? And I thought, okay, yeah, I could give it a go and see where it goes. And and so for the listener who might not be familiar with the term, what what is what is master? Master's athletics uh, works from the age of 35 onwards. So And you go up in five-year age brackets. So 35 to 40, and master's 40, and so on. And it gives you a good chance to sort of dabble back in and, uh, and get some experience mm. so there's, there's a, a period where it, it feels like it's all over you bo- you go back to training and you think actually I'm okay and oh actually there's this master's thing mm-hmm. let's have a let's have another crack at it yeah. is that essentially yeah. how it went and so from there we didn't meet you till you're 49 so so fill us in that sort of 35 to 49 period well the the race the the training started to go really well Um, I got myself back to uh, running around about 11 and a half seconds 35 36 37 so I I entered the Scottish Champs and my first big event in 10-12 years didn't go very well I uh, fell 10 metres from the finishing line didn't cross the line and I was in a winning position and if you go back to, to how I drifted away it didn't affect my mentality because there wasn't any pressure when I was in the, the first year of the Masters age groups mm-hmm. so I just sort of dusted myself down trained up again and went back again the next year and picked up that gold medal just <laughs> that was that. <laughs> so so just interesting interesting points there so like, like were you 22 that first time yeah you're 22 you have the you have the weight of expectation or the 
perception or the feeling of the weight of expectation on your shoulders, mm -hmm. you have this setback and it really knocks you for a few years to the point that you actually Just away leave the sport you love. You come back, age 35, you realise, hey, I've still got a bit about me here and there's and there's a, an age category that's going to work for me. Mm. You experience what sounds like a worse setback, <laughs> falling. Yeah, it was absolutely worse, yeah, because I was in that race. I'd, I'd done everything right in the first part, like the, the technical stuff. I was in the lead. I was 10 metres from the finishing line and basically blanked out. Everything, mm. don't even, still to this day, don't know what happened. And... And, collapsed at the end of the track. And and so I hear you saying that because nobody expected anything of you, it didn't matter to you either. No. Or, I mean, it, it must have it, mattered. It did matter, but, yeah, but, but you not to the same level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and is there anything else, like, at play that, that you feel helped you bounce back this, the second time? Like, did the first time maybe knowing, help the second time? Knowing that I was in the winning position in, in the race and that I still had the ability to, to get myself from A to B and and perform. And I just wanted to get up there and do it again. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting, I think. Mindset of an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to, if you were to go back, um, do you think, or maybe an easier way to, to look at it, if there was some, if there was a young athlete going through what you went through at 22, what sort of advice would you give them in terms of like trying to manage the the mental side of that and the setback and the the pressure? Yeah, it's important to try and put it behind you as quickly as possible. That's and that's what I did the second time around. Mm -hmm. Just put it in in the back burner and forget about it. How does someone do that? How did you do that? It's hard to to put into words, really. I, the will to win, and I I just wanted that I'd never, with the expectancy of being told, you're, okay, your favorite to win the title back in my younger days, I knew I could do it in my, again, and I just want, I had to get that medal. And at 37, that was my first Scottish title and it felt great and I wanted more. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it was unfinished business. It was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's probably out of a lot of medals, that first gold medal was the, the catalyst, if you like, to to, to go on, carrying yeah. on and yeah. through. Now that's the longest period I've ever been sprinting. Now, yeah, I, w I want to I want to continue the the story from that moment. I also want to throw something else into the mix. I'm just trying, I almost lost my train of thought there, so I just have to concentrate. I wonder, and you can bat this away, but I wonder, like, how much at 22. That experience, you know, you talk about the pressure and stuff. I, I wonder how much that sense of pressure came from feeling the need to please everybody else versus coming back at 35. You were coming back, it sounds like a lot more just for you. Yeah. Than for like, because you want to sprint. Absolutely. 100% correct. Yeah. When that, that incident happened to my, young, my, my parents, the, the, the champs was at Meadowbank. And my parents had come to see me for the first time at a big championship. And that feeling, that, as well as my coach, my parents had let them down as well. They'd come to see me at local events in Aberdeen, but local events were just races, mm -hmm. if you like. But, uh, failing at a big champs was yeah. 
a, a disaster, if you like. So, so you you love. We'll go back to the beginning. You love the feeling of running fast, fast. You love tinkering so you can optimize the performance, mm -hmm. and and you love winning. And it sounded like coming back. That's where you were. Whereas in that moment in twenty two, it was less about that and more about all the external yeah. stuff around it. Yeah, yeah. There was lots of stuff going on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so you won that. You won that gold medal that you just kind of threw yeah, in a little bit quietly. Oh, there. yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I think you said that was like a, a catalyst. Yes. So what happened next? Uh, I carried on uh, just competing at local Scottish championships. And up until uh, 45, I decided I was going to go to an international competition. Um, and the... I'd entered the European Indoor Masters in Poland, which was a big thing for me, really, because when you go from local to international, it's a big step. And I worked really hard. It was a new age group. So when you're going to a new age group, you're, you're basically, obviously, you're, you're competing against people who could be three, four, or five years older than you. Mm -hmm. It's a big difference. So you try and be the best you can be in the first couple of years of that age group. Yeah. So, and so when you're the youngest, yeah, you've got your best chance. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I went out to this, I just decided to enter, went out to this uh, Masters in Poland, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my athletics career. Tell us more, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you're hanging uh, on the words here. <laughs> indoors is uh, 60 metres and 200 metres for uh, athletes, for sprinters especially. And I went out, I'd, I'd entered the British Champs for the first time indoors and I'd gone down and competed in the 60 and 2 and it was, my performances were good in the 60 but in the 200 I, I was beginning to really see some possibilities and for the first time I got into a final of a British Champs and came away with a silver medal and the silver medal was like, okay, this is a whole new ball game, I've now got a British championship silver medal mm -hmm. and the confidence Trevor my coach had said you could see the confidence was rising in me and he'd never seen that before mm -hmm. and it was a good catalyst for going out to Poland I went out to Poland and got to semi-finals of the individual events in the 16 and the 200 came up with four personal bests in that age group and I made the the selection for the 4 by 200 relay team for the Great, British, Great Britain team is made out there based on performance. Mm -hmm. Jason knows how it works. And I was selected for the 4x200 relay team and uh, we went on to win a gold medal. Oof. Trying to hide the smile yeah. <laughs> for, for the YouTube. <laughs> Try to disguise the smile. Go yeah. on, Jason. We, we've actually got the gold medal here, do we? Yes, we do. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, we can... Uh, you can hold it up and... This is my European gold medal for 400 by 200 metres and it's, uh, it's my pride and joy. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs on my wall. It, it sounds like, uh, again, you, you kind of touched on before that, you know, you, you're more than the shy, quiet type. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like that, that made a big difference mentally for yeah. you as much as anything. You know, your coach yeah. said it raised, yeah. raised your confidence. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think? Um, what do you think is going on there? Obviously, winning is winning, but like, talk to us a bit more about that. I don't like, know, it's, the it's, difference it's, it made for you. 
because the performance is there, it's not necessarily helping your if you're Jason knows if you're performance on, performing on the track, it's natural. Well, a certain amount of it is natural, um, and it's just I don't know how to explain it. It's it's it's, it's just I don't know. <laughs> is it is it is it kind of like a? I'm trying to think of the word I want. It's, I'm going to use this other word, but it's not the word I want. It's, but it's it's like a. Is is it kind of feel like a justification against? Not really the word yeah. I want, but of all the training, is it like um. Is it just bringing when you when you win? Is it just bringing together all that all that work and training and improving? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just showing the performance is there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what what year was that? Uh, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, um, and so you're you're already like a yeah gold medal gold medal winning sprinter. By the time you come to see us, twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. um, what 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 were, what happened in those ensuing years? Performances were still there, but they were decreasing. Obviously, as you get older, you're not going to get any faster. You you have to get that mentality that you you're always going to decrease year on year as you, as you move through the age groups and with Jace joining us in our training group I got this idea that if I can improve, I'd never worked in any strength uh, performance at all in training it was all just based running based training and Jace had sort of lighted a fire in my head that, okay maybe if I got stronger I could get quicker Here's something else I can I can add into the mix and tinker with. He's inspired by the explosive nature of my body. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a, a bit more from your your side of things, Jace. Going to that, going to that, like sprinting groups and what the group was like. And did you see something to say? Ah, oh, actually, you guys are missing a beat here. Um, yes, I know. Like, so they were doing plyometrics and drills, and I think. So obviously I don't have the years of conditioning behind me or the years of running. I mean, I think I've made it known I don't actually enjoy running. <laughs> it's quite common. I like running very short distances for really fast periods of time, or at least I like to try. <laughs> so it's, but I don't have all the years of conditioning. So in order for me to, to, to play the, the game with these guys, I had to do something different. And I put all my years of weight training and Olympic lifting to use. And I could take the first 20 meters hold on in the middle and then they catch me and beat me at the end. But that's, and, and I remember Stam was always, like, a few of them were always like, how, like, how can you get out of there so quick? And the only thing I could put it down to is being able to move heavy load yeah. over distances and fast. Yeah, more so, power in the legs. More, more yeah, power in the legs, yeah. 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 So that was that. Was that. And then just speaking, I thought, well, if we're going to do the plyometric stuff, well, let's Let's add in plyometric stuff because it was more hurdle drills and That's right, yeah. um, sort of static holds. I was like, well, let's add in prowlers, sleds, power work, jumps, and I think everybody made a bit, a bit of a jump that summer. Absolutely, yeah. It was a fun, fair, absolutely fair summer for everyone. Not me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you already had that. In yeah, I already had that. <laughs> you need the other. Just had the power. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was good to see. And again, as a, as a coach, and as. A, you know, I love geeking out on strength side and we're going to chat about tinkering very, very soon. I can't yeah. wait to get into that because yeah. that's when, uh, uh, that's the kind of things I love geeking out about. But just seeing Stan, for example, who has never done strength training, pick up strength training, do more plyometric stuff, but then actually seeing him come out the blocks 
and having that moment of going, oh, <laughs> it works. Oh. It works. <laughs> it does work. And you know, even though, like you say, you're 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 going through the age groups, you're still developing, mm-hmm. which is it's inspiring and it's yeah. amazing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had we had a question come in about exercise yeah. and and aging, and you yeah. know, fifty is by no means like old i don't know what what is old but i get um, told it's after 30 so. <laughs> but but how many people would think that they're done well That's, how many people yeah. would think it's too late to to pick up sprinting again at 35 yeah. it's a young yeah. man's game yeah. young woman's game and then again can i come to the gym and add power and strength age 50 plus yeah, yeah. but actually the person who's never done it regardless of age yeah. Has, the, has the most to gain yeah. um, and so so Stan you came to see us th- talk to us a little bit about uh, how you felt coming in and what your first impressions were coming in I was quite nervous coming in as I said I'd not really done a lot of gym work before I'd, I'd kind of dabbled in my younger days but not not a lot and it was quite I'd thought about it for about a year yeah. at least I tried uh, to convince you for about a year yeah <laughs> yeah and I thought yeah okay th- this big birthday's coming up I need to, I want to still perform. I want to still be the best I can be. And I'm going to add this strength side of things into my training program and take it from there. And so, and so coming in, you said you're a bit... I was nervous, yeah. For a year. My, my strategy session was with yourself. I came in and it went quite well. And I thought, okay, yeah, I did my month. And I could see that things were going to be, it was a nice environment to come into. Um, there was a familiar face, which helped. Uh, if I hadn't been that familiar face, I, I dare say I may not have gone down that road to the extent I did. And I think I settled in quite nicely and, and got to it. And so after your 30 day trial, how convinced were you at that stage? Absolutely, 100%. I don't think I, when you asked me, do you want to sign up? I didn't, I'm pretty sure I didn't hesitate. And, and so, <laughs> so what do you think convinced you? Were you already seeing a difference on the track or was I, it more about the training? Yeah, I think I, I sent you an, an email in that first 30 days saying I, I'd, I'd run a race at the end of, almost at the end of the 30 days and I'd seen improvement by two tenths uh, and it, Heading towards 50, improvement of two tenths is a lot. Yeah, it's massive. Big jumps. <laughs> Big jumps in sprinting. I'll keep it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd been running about the 11, uh, sorry, not 11, no, that's going back to long, around about the 12, 7 sort of mark. And I'd immediately gone down to 12, 5. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is working. It must be this. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is going well. This is going to. Mm-hmm. And I remember you, you saying at that point, Getting the the Scottish Championships titles, there was there was two things. I think you said turning fifty and, yeah, and the Scottish Championships. That's right. Well, I joined you in April, and this, the the champs are generally always around about mid to end of July. So mm-hmm. I felt I had a period of time that I could work towards building in a little bit of strength. Not too much because you don't want to be doing too much strength work in, yeah. your, in your race periods, but I could dabble and, and and see how it goes. Yeah, and you you'd competed at those championships before. Before that. In, in years gone by. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. Years. I'd I'd won, I'd won gold medals mm-hmm. over the years, but I'd never won the doubles and the the one hundred and the two hundred I essentially compete in. 
And that was the first time in 2019 that I won the 100 and 200 together. Nice. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so it came in, you showed it 50 plus, added in strength training, it's made a big difference yeah, to your training. Mark, Mark and you, and yeah. you picked up the medals. I went on to, to take my times down even further. I went down to, to 12.4, which I never thought was likely in that, in that particular year. Uh, so yeah, I was I couldn't have been happier. And and this year, this year I won the double double. There we go. <laughs> I've never done that before either. <laughs> so that was another uh, markup, if you like. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I feel I'm just getting stronger every time. Uh, I'm PBing regularly in the gym. Uh, obviously, 2020 was slightly different because of the the COVID situation. Um, I, I'm not a technical person, so I don't like. I didn't like the idea of the Zoom sessions, mm -hmm. so I kind of had to f do my strength work on my own, basically because of the way things were. But I just carried on. I'd had a good year behind me working with you guys. I picked up the stuff and I just worked away at it at home, mm -hmm. and it, it provided what I needed, basically. And and. You know, you've, you've added the strength in, you've gone on from strength to strength, uh, picking up more medals, hitting PBs and things. Talk to us a little bit about about that that mental mental state and where you're at now with that. The mental state is that I, just, I, I have to keep on winning. I just want to keep on winning. It's, it, 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 it's that simple. Mm -hmm. There's, what's, why would you put in the work that you're putting in? I'm, I'm training, I train essentially six days a week mixing up my strength work with my track work and why would you do it not to win yeah it's it, it really is as simple as that yeah i love it i love it <laughs> uh, like the the whole thing like because it kind of goes against the the grain and what in society what people would think about societal norms of exercise and sport and athletics and yeah. you know here you are 50 getting better picking up medals um and still going strong so yeah. um yeah great we're going to touch on Sorry, did you have something, no. Jason? I, I was going to mention that I thought we spoke we spoke a little bit about highs and lows there, and then a lot of highs coming up to now. But the last year it hasn't actually been that plain sailing for you. It's not been as smooth as we'd like it to be. No, and at the end of even at the end of 2019, I, I had a little bit of a knee injury, which knocked me back probably four to six weeks. Couldn't run, couldn't do my my strength work. And you just kind of sort of have to let that periods go. It, there's not a lot you can do when you when you have an injury to that extent. But the mentality is the old mentality had gone. If you like, it was still okay. I want to get back as soon as possible. I want to get back to training. I want to get back to the strength side of things, the speed side of things, and get back to it as soon as possible. It's 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 a totally different mentality what I had when I was younger. Just want to be performing all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, so picking up a setback now feels different from when it did before. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's just a, a little hitch, if you like. Ah, uh, so, so I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my head around like what, what's going on. You know, there's a line. Um, you can you can make a mountain out of a molehill mm -hmm. or, a, or a molehill out of a mountain, and it sounds like like in the past, 
you might have made uh, mountains out of molehills. Yeah. Now, when when you know, like but you're young and inexperienced at that point, and some certain things don't matter. Although I'm not saying they don't matter, but they're not essential, if you like. Mm-hmm. And it was really, I was never a good trainer. I worked away at my athletics, but I, I, would, I, I could have worked harder. And it was easy to walk away, if you like, whereas it's not, it, it, it's not even considered anymore. How much of that is like having a second chance then? Is, is that oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, who's to say where my career would have gone in my younger days? I could have potentially gone all the way and maybe met possibly made a Commonwealth Games or something like that, maybe. But you just got to put that at the back. My master, everything I've done in Masters outweighs what I could have possibly done as a youngster. And how do you, you that's twice you've almost used the same words about the injury and the sense, there's a, maybe like a sense of what could have been, but you've said, oh, you've got to just sort of put that to the back, mm-hmm. put it away. How do you do that? It's quite, I find it simple at the moment. It just, I enjoy what I'm doing. And, and if, you're in, if you're enjoying things in, in, in training and it's fun, you're getting what you want out of it, you want to get back to it as soon as possible. It's just really as easy as that. At the same time, right, because I've had my share of injuries, <laughs> I know what it's like when you're on top, you're feeling good, and then something happens. Like that can easily deflate you. Like. I don't want to let you off the hook here. I'm not sure it's so easy to just say, <laughs> do you know what, I was enjoying it and I just want to get back as, as soon as, because there must be some part in your head, some, like, do you deliberately just say, right, okay, I accept, I'm injured, it is what it is, but here are the steps I'm going to take, or do you have a moment where you get all pissed off and poor me? And, or, yeah, like, just, but it's it's just a flicker now. It's just like, oh, well, I'm injured again. And, okay, you get a little bit down, but maybe for a short while, maybe a day or two. But then you think, okay, I've got, maybe I've got a championship coming up and you think, okay, right, I need to get work on my getting past this injury, do what I have to do to get past the injury. And the race is in the, the distant future. I need to, to be at that race. Mm-hmm. Notice the word need there need. a few times. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, it's, it, it, it literally just sounds like, we, we spoke in last week's show about living by highest priority, the most important thing to yeah. you. And it just sounds like right now that sprinting is so important to you that the the setbacks that, that you experience on the way... They almost can, don't matter. Yeah, they almost don't matter because it's just like... Well, they don't, it, it's, it's just, so it's just a little for, knock on the, yeah. on the road, is it? On the, on the long road. And, and Jason knows how competitive sprinters are. You, you can't train just to rock up and race. You, you, if you're putting the effort in that you're doing five, six days a week, you, you go to win. Yeah. You, do, you can't just... I guess that's where I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the other thing, like, and I'm, I'm not a sprinter, but it strikes me that by the very nature of the sport, it's all or not, it's max, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a maximum test yeah. when you're on the track. Whereas yeah. in a sport like mine, like in football, like some people can, can play you can carry an injury mm-hmm. and get through a game. Yeah. You can play less than all out. People do it. Yeah. Um, and same with other sports. But you, if, you if you, you don't give your very best, yeah. But you can't, you, you can't carry an injury in sprinting because yeah. you're pushing your body to the, to the absolute limit. limits. Mm-hmm. 
the absolute, the absolute balance. Yeah. You're, you're, all the time you are straining every sinew in your body to get yeah. to that finish from the start line to the finish line. Mm-hmm. 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 Anything to add, Jase? No. Um, that would maybe touch on kind of leaving athletics for a little bit and picking up strength training at just, just before 50 years old. How has that affected everything else? <laughs> Not a lot, to be honest. Uh, apart from the fact that it's made me feel better within myself, I know I'm stronger. Yeah, it, it's even improved my work level in terms of. Okay, you used to go and get help to lift certain things, but now you can just carry them into the house yourself. So sort I of think I genuinely feel the fittest I've probably ever been in my life. Eh? Super, super. Yeah. You won't ask. Is there anything that we haven't asked him yet? Do you need to do that bit? Yeah, okay, we'll, do, we'll do that bit. Um, well, a couple other bits then. Is there is there anything that that we haven't asked you about that that you would like to chat about or share? Um, and the other is is there anything you'd like to sort of leave the listener with? I've got a a shoe here that I like. This is a a sprint shoe. It's a specific sprint shoe, and this goes a long way to helping my mentality and my performance. Um, it's a light, it's a very light shoe. And About the same weight as a pen. Yeah, it's probably lighter than a yeah, pen. Like a pen. <laughs> I think it weighs something like 60 grams or something like that. And it feels like you're running, this literally feels like you're running on air. And when you have it on your feet and you're running at a speed that feels really good, it's nothing better. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like that just goes into this, like, I'll do anything I can to be better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's the there's the bit there about what's most important to me and where am, where am I going to put my attention, focus, time, money. Um, but also there's a big big mental piece there. I think there for, oh, yeah. for a sense of confidence and yeah. sense of I'm doing everything to to be as well as I can. And yeah. it's like a it's like a it's a special shoe, yeah. right? <laughs> so you feel special when you're with yeah, the shoe. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? It, yeah. It's a um, there's something else to add in there. I, think. I, I mean, I I don't train in those. Those are those are just for racing. Mm-hmm. I, I I maybe do the odd couple of sessions in them prior to a race, just to get the feel of them. Um, I train on a another pair of Adidas spikes, but they feel good when they're training. But when you put these on on a race, and you, you're doing your your run throughs and your warm ups and all yeah. that kind of stuff, it, it's it, on. It's just yeah. <laughs> You just feel okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I can imagine there's a there's a almost like a sense of ritual to yeah. it. And the magic shoes. Oh, you know from like your yeah. football days. You know, you put the left one on, then you put the right one. On. <laughs> yeah, but now you're like, yeah, I'm good. It's all part of like the. It's all part of building that self image and that confidence. Did you, you, and do, that. you do, just well, probably back this up when you when you're doing, turning up for a race. You go through the same rituals mm-hmm. every time. You, you start. You always start off your stretching. Your rolling, your drills in this exact same order that you do every time, and the final thing is put, you do all that in your trainers, and when you put these on, you, you you know you're ready to. How much how much of that would you say is for the physical, and how much is it for the the mindset, the mental preparation? There's both, definitely both. The mindset as a, of a sprinter is everything, and if if you're ready 
and you know you're ready, then you know you're going to perform mm-hmm. the best you can. So, so the ritual's a little bit about getting physically warmed up and, and yeah. limbered up, ready to go. Yeah. But there's also a part of just about getting the getting the right frame of mind. It's very much the. I like that word limber. Limbering is not a sprinter's word. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much the. What's the, the, the good omens, the good luck. You know, if you do something slightly different, you have a bad race. You, it's because you did that, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. You need to do your footballers are very much yeah. like that. It's a bit superstitious. Superstitious. Um, I, I also have a coach who's very good at uh, getting you mentally prepared as well, and he, he, he drops in little statements here and there. Like, if you know, he, he can see that you're not quite ready. He'll he'll drop something in mm-hmm. that can sort of. Respark the and what's could you could you give us an example of the, those sorts of things? Uh, and run fast, turn left. <laughs> and well, as we go through certain age groups, we we chase club records. It's it's a big thing to to have club records, and I think at the M forty five age group, uh, Trevor had said to me, "We turned up for a race, and you could see that I was just in an average." mood sort of thing to start turning up turning up for a race and I'd been chasing the record for a good few months now and uh, he said to me this is not a day for records today Stan and I thought hmm is he having a, a, a what's his game here yeah what is he getting on out here and then I said okay so I went out and uh, I ran four tenths faster than I had all season so he'd, he'd dropped that Thing in there, and I walked away with a club record. Yeah. That day. And you, you did the typical. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> but you, 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 it's weird because you don't actually think that way. No. And you just you, you just go into your starting blocks and say, okay, I'm feeling good here. But Trevor thinks this is not a record day, so yeah, okay, let's see what we can there, do. There's there's such a throughout your whole story, your whole journey, and I, and I know like having you know been involved in sport myself, there, there's such a strong mental piece to it. Um, do you see much carryover from like the the mental sort of skills you have to develop in, in sport into your everyday life? Not necessarily. No, uh, apart from the the fitness sort of thing and being uh, getting up and going to work and stuff like that. No, I don't think so. No, I just I do my work and then you sprint. and then I, and, yeah. then I, and then I go to training. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. 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 Good. Good and and anything else that you would that you want to leave us with or share with someone who might be listening in? I don't think so. No, I think uh, for anybody who age is not not a thing as far as I'm concerned. And when it comes to whether it be running or cycling or whatever, you should always try and be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's age is just a number. Um, keep working at it, and the performances will come along. Stan, I think you're a prime example of it's never too too late and you can always do things no matter your age. It's been inspiring hearing your story today. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Mike, thanks for hosting with me. Thank you. I've been I was just sitting here chilling. I did an easy job. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, send it to a friend, and I guess we'll catch you in the next one. See you then.